right. Welcome in on another episode of the Outside of the Lines podcast. I'm your co-host, Mason, followed by none other than Jacob Newton. And today we have a lot happier of an episode coming off a dominating second half performance against Horns Down. And of course, we will have a Texas Tech preview and we'll talk some Iowa State basketball because Hilton Magic is back, or at least we hope it's back. But as always, we are presented by your favorite sponsor, my favorite sponsor, BNC Fieldhouse, and surprise, they're actually on DoorDash. So you can bring your favorite bar food from Welch Avenue and have it delivered directly to your door, as well as Wednesday and Thursdays. I haven't plugged those deals quite yet, but they're pretty awesome. So Wednesdays, you got 70 cent wings and $2 Bush Light. Who doesn't love Bush Light? And Thursdays, you have 50% off select appetizers, bombs, and well slash beer mug specials. So head on over to BNC Fieldhouse. Got the best drink deals on Welch Avenue, as well as the best place to watch the big game. Texas Tech coming up. I know you guys will be at BNC Fieldhouse watching it. So thank you for supporting our boy, Ben. And uh, head on over to BNC Fieldhouse today. And with that, we'll get into a Texas breakdown. Newt, what are your thoughts on, on Horns Down? My thoughts are Texas is back. To being 500 and irrelevant in the Big 12, um, continuing its tradition that it's been going on for about a decade now. So very excited to be able to, um, you know, chirp Texas. I think I speak for the entire Big 12 when we hate Texas. We hate them even more with the SEC move that is approaching. And it's just so funny to continue to see a program that is rich in in money and revenue to struggle to put out a decent on-field product and man iowa state's just it's got their number uh lately you know just mm-hmm. texas can't can't beat the clones it's it's beautiful to watch you know game was game got off to a slow start but man that second half was was so much fun to watch i, I think that might have been my favorite um iowa state half that I, i've watched this year to be honest so was, yeah, which is great. Yeah, the second half kind of... was. It, well, it was it was great. I was gonna say the um, the Baylor second half. What was that? One or two years ago, when we had the comeback win at Jack Trice. I think that was last year. That was a that was a hell of a second half too. But this this is right up there too. It was very impressive, and and I am so stupid. I am just so stupid. This was one of the losses I thought we would have. I thought Sark would get it figured out. Nope. Nope, he is not much better than Tom Herman. And I mean, hopefully it stays that way because I would love to see them just continue to get pummeled in the SEC. And the likelihood is this is probably their last game at Jack Tri Stadium. And man, we sent them out the right way. Uh, oh my gosh, I know you already gave a shout out to Cyclone Nation, but all the monkey costumes and all the monkey winks were great. Everyone was giving horns down, including, you know, you know, boys and girls under the age of eight years old who are probably looking to get sent to juvie by, you know, the Texas administration. I don't know, but it was great. We're not afraid of horns down. We'll always throw that. And we sent them packing and headed to the SEC the right way. Oh my gosh. They're going to get spanked in the SEC. Yeah. I mean, all they're doing is like opening up their recruiting grounds to everyone else in the SEC. And so I'm not sure how they're going to, um, parlay it into more on-field success when they're already kind of, uh, you know, you know, in the Big 12, they are a big fish in a little pond. They, they by far have the best, like, amenities, recruiting class, all this kind of stuff that gives them an advantage, you know, besides 
you know, they don't have the advantage when they actually go and play on the field, I guess, because they keep losing. But, um, you know, they supposedly have all the advantages over all the other Big 12 programs, and they're just they're not going to have that in the SEC, um, you know, anymore. So it's it's going to be very enjoyable to watch from afar, and mm-hmm. and we will obviously be cheering very hard for them to continue to suck ass. So, <laughs> and they're recruiting. It's going to take a hit. I don't. Okay, I am. I'm, I'm really regretful of this, but um, some guy slid in our DMs yesterday, sending us a leaked video of this Texas DB coach just going off on them on the bus ride home, the flight home, whatever it was from uh, Ames. And he basically was saying, you know, enter the transfer portal if you're going to do this. Stop embarrassing me. And I watched that. And I was like, oh my gosh! Like part of me didn't want to post it just because it was clearly a private conversation but i mean one of the players must have had to have leaked it or sent it to someone that must have leaked it and now it's it's already going viral unnecessary roughness is already posted on it um yeah they are just you know that's actually a good spin zone new maybe they are back and they've always been back but their back is just this they're just they're never going to get to the point where they were with Vince Young, and this is just their peak that they're going to be at and again with the sec coming around the corner I don't think many people have much hope that they're going to thrive by any means, but I just want to give another shout out to Brees Hall. Every single episode, we give a shout out to Brees Hall. He is just insane. And you know, the, the little facade that B. John Robinson is, is on Brees's level, or some people were even saying he was the best running back in, in college football. I mean, you know, we watch Brees every single week and we do have a bias, but we also have, have seen, Iowa State football our entire lives. We've we've we know good talent when we see it. We knew David Montgomery. We knew Alan Lazar. We knew Hakeem Butler. We we see these guys as like elite level talents. So at, at some point or another, our, our bias you know can just kind of get pushed to the side. Like Brees has been amazing, and he put on full display to the entire country that he is absolutely the guy in the big 12 as the best running back in the big 12 and likely the best running back in all of college football. But Bijan, that's, that's not even a slide against him. That's he's still a very talented running back. It's just, you know, when we're talking about Brees hall level talent, there's very few and far between that actually match up with them. Yeah. I mean, I think anytime I post a, a Brees hall highlight, I always love to use the caption of just the best running back in the country because I like firmly believe that. He, he does so much. He's so great between the tackles. He grinds out the hard yards, and he also has a big play break ability. I mean, he's, he's shown that since his freshman year. Like, that long touchdown that he had against Tech his freshman year right at the, the start of the second half, like, that's like a Brees Hall signature, man. He does that shit so consistently where he can just always take it to the house. Um, and having that sort of ability as well as, you know, sort of – being able to, to pick up the, the tough yards is what makes him so fantastic and such a game changer. I mean, I, I think it's the one thing that I'd, I'd maybe say he has the advantage over David Montgomery with was like, you know, David kind of could get caught a little bit, you know, he didn't have that, that top end speed to, mm-hmm. to close out long runs for the most part. And, and Brees definitely has that. Um, and, and I'm not trying to discount either of them or whatever, cause we've been blessed to watch some great running back play. So I'm here to enjoy it, but man, Brees is, he's such a treat to watch and, you know, Cyclone Nation. I think we just, we really got to enjoy, um, what might be potentially the last, uh, like three or four games with Brees, 
Um, but yeah, dude, he, he does so much. We're, we're definitely Bruce Hall fan club and, um, you know, lo- love to watch him. And, you know, like I said, I will happily ring the bell for him being the best running back in the country. So you said it though, like, um, you know, people, we, we talked about this with Tim Flattery and even um, EJ a little bit. Who's who's the best running backs? You got Troy Davis, you got Dave Montgomery, you got Brees Hall. And I don't, I think there's a drop off after those three. But I, I truly stand by my take that I think he's the best prospect, NFL prospect we've had as a running back come through Iowa State. I mean, that first touchdown he had where he cut across the entire field. And he outran, I don't know if the dude was actually a five-star, but, you know, Texas has a lot of five-star and four-star recruits. He's outrunning these recruits, these dudes, on their own pursuit angle to get to the other corner of the end zone. Like, that is, that's elite speed. And I'm so intrigued to see how he tests at the combine because I think his, like, he just, he accelerates so fast. And he continues to just build up so much momentum during his runs. Like, his closing speed is just very it's just outstanding and yeah the dude is just a treat to watch i'm so happy we got him on our team it truly is just a treat watching him and i mean another shout out to xavier hutchinson dude he's he is such a reliable weapon like receiving threat running threat and now a pass threat i guess i mean that that play to tariq milton oh it's so much fun to get tariq milton going too but I, I love having X on our team. He's such a unique weapon and he's just, he's become very reliable, especially, especially this year. He, he showed that toward the end of last year, but this year he's just been very reliable. Yeah. I was, I was going to bring up the, the Hutchison pass next. I mean, I've loved X too. He, he's been, he's been so great and has really stepped into that wide receiver one role for us, which we certainly need, but yeah, that pass was fantastic. Um, Dobby, who's at the game text me and he goes, dude, as soon as, X got it and you could tell he was going to throw the entire crowd was just already cheering because everyone saw that Tariq was just like wide open, you know, whereas when yeah, we were watching on TV, it's like, Oh, what's going on here. But he said that Jack Trisler just like started to erupt so early because everyone just knew what was about to happen. And that had to have been so cool to uh, mm-hmm. see in person. But I mean, I loved it. I, I love the aggressiveness. Um, you know, Matt Campbell just he fucking shows up for Texas, I guess, man. He he, he knows does. he's like I'm. <laughs> he he does though, like it, he he shows he up for like the big dogs in conference, and you know it's a very fantastic quality to have. So, um, yeah, it was it was great. Um, that that like I said, that second half was might be one of my favorite halves of Iowa State football. Pro- I would easily say it was my favorite half of uh this season for sure. Um, but it was, it was just great. Well-rounded, um, you know, fantastic defensive effort. I mean, shut out in the second half, the John Heacock special man makes them, I didn't even, they didn't even have to make a lot of adjustments. They're just like, all right, we're going to make sure Texas scores zero points this half. And mm-hmm. like, it was, it was just total absolute dominance and just what you really, really want to see. So. I mean, Gosh, Will McDonald, too. What is it? Two and a half sacks. He's just he's such a force. Big 12 defensive player of the week. And our boy Mavis. Mavis is solid, man. He's he's turning out to be, again, I'll use the word reliable. And he was also a Big 12 special teams player of the week. I think this is like his second or third time getting it in the past you know, few weeks. So good. Good for him. Um, I, Dude, I think he's confessing. Sorry, I think he's in the running for the Garza, too. I believe he got announced <laughs> no for it. Yeah. 
Hell yeah, Mavis. I'm I'm checking I'm gonna right. check it right now, but I, I'm pretty sure I saw something uh with that. Check on that. But um dude, I, I need to admit I am so dumb when it comes to quarterbacks. I, I said Casey Thompson was the top three QB in the Big 12. Wrong. I said Doge, and yes, that's that's his name. I knew he was serviceable, but I, I thought he was nothing more than a guy. And he I was wrong. He's good. And who is Hudson Card? Like I I don't get it. I, so, okay, to fill people in, Casey Thompson had four drives, just no scores whatsoever with Texas. They pulled him out, brought in Hudson Card, and I think on his first drive they scored a touchdown, the only touchdown they had all game. And, I mean, he looked – I still think he looked a little worse than Casey, but he, he was just absolutely no threat. Like, after that first drive, there was just nothing going the rest of the game. Just watching Texas's offense was such a joy because – you just never really felt threatened as an Iowa state fan. And even in that first half, when things were super, super slow for our um, team offensively, I still was in a pretty comfortable spot. I mean, just watching Texas and looking, just seeing that they couldn't get anything going. It still just felt like, all right, well, our team's going to pick it up eventually. I don't think they are. And that was one thing we talked about before this game. You know, they do have a lot of talent, um, but they just, they haven't been able to put it together. And that is on Sark. I'm also wrong on him. So happy to be wrong about Texas. I mean, I thought there were going to be something, but I'm so happy to be wrong because geez, they're so hateable. They're so hateable, which sucks because they were so lovable with Vince Young. What, what was that? Like 15 years ago. And they just tried to get back to that point and they're, they're not going to, this is where they are. This is who they are. And, and I love it. I love it. No monkey business with this game. We won. Should we move on to Texas Tech? Yes. I do just want to follow up. Mavis is a finalist, a semifinalist right now for the Lou Graza, which is obviously college football's best place kicker award. So good. Big shout out I to him. That. That's a man. When when you have a locked in kicker, it especially in college football, I mean it, you see it in the NFL too, but it is such an advantage to, to have that um, you know security there mm-hmm. so big shout out to mavis Ooh. big shout out to mavis also shout out to mr not 69 of the game but mr 96 of the game xavier hutchinson clap. nice should we clap it up for xavier we should clap it up clap 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 clap, 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 clap. okay <laughs> good job xavier and <laughs> hopefully that doesn't hurt our listeners ears um texas tech preview i mean Sorry, back up a little bit. Nothing more on Texas, right? Horns down. Horns down, baby. Horns, Horns down. down, baby. Okay, now to go on to the team that has never beaten Matt Campbell, and I hate to break it to them, but I don't think that's going to happen this year either. Um, new, am I again overlooking this opponent? Dude, it's like ripe in that same spot again. I would say coming off like a, a big home win, going on a road to a middling team that doesn't have a lot going for it. Um, you know, they're kind of a – I would say it's obviously favored. We can play our favorite game of guest line if you'd like to do that. Have you looked at the line? I, I have not looked at the line. Amazing. Um, my – this is this is um, at Texas Tech, right? Yes, we are at Texas Tech. Yeah, because – our, our one and only Jack Trice game is TCU. I totally screwed up a social media post on that. Oops. Um, guess the line. Well, we're going to be favored. I'm just going to say favored by 10 and a half. 
That is exactly on. Well, I'll give a little ding. Oh ding, my ding, ding, gosh, ding I'm so good. I'm <laughs> so good at this. Um, you know, one thing I do want to say about tech though, they beat West Virginia. They beat West Virginia. Um, but I mean, I, I was just, I haven't watched tech a lot. I just, I kind of watched them in passing. Um, but I did go and watch like all their highlights, of their game, their, their QB Henry Columbi. I'm, I'm sorry with my pronunciation. I'm probably screwing up all this. He isn't that threatening. Like I think he can be effective when he's not asked to do much kind of like a Baker Mayfield with the Browns type situation. Um, but just like watching them, they're competitive. Like they, they stay in some of these games, but I just can't find, you know, a threat on their team that I think will will really get to us. Like I, I, I truly think we're better than than them on all sides of the ball except for special teams. I mean, they've they've had a couple, um, you know, a couple bright spots on their special teams, and obviously we haven't much. But hey, maybe we maybe we're starting to turn a corner there. I mean, have we? Did we have that much of a special teams blunder against Texas? Um, I do not believe so. Um, right? I thought we were, we were pretty crisp and clean in that game. I mean, we punted a few times in the first half. I don't really remember if we had any muff punts there, but other than that, like, I, I truly just don't, and I, I hate to say this because this is what I said against West Virginia and I got screwed over. But again, I'm saying this with the idea that I might be overlooking them, but our team isn't right. And, and I just don't see any side of the ball where, where they can really get to us. I mean, they're, they're going to score some points probably here and there, but man, I'm, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really good. Tell me I'm stupid or, or jump on this with me, Newt. Um, hmm. You know, I think the only thing that worries me about this is the fact that Matt Campbell hasn't lost to them. Like at some point, like, like tech tech probably has that sort of like, built up pent up anger of like god damn every year i would say even if we're like evenly matched or they should barely win like we haven't we haven't gotten it and like statistical regression would say at some point tech probably has to get a dub in this series because campbell's been here for a bit but i mean they roll them every fucking time they rolled them with patrick mahomes there and they've been rolling them since and so mm-hmm. that that worries me a little bit that's it but I, I don't know. Like, I, I thought with the West Virginia game, this team was going to be locked in and focused on trying to make the Big 12 championship. I really think that's the case here. They they took care of business at, uh, versus Texas, and they've done what they needed to do. Baylor took an L as well, which is nice. So they're mm-hmm. definitely in the thick of things as well with Oklahoma approaching, um, you know, next week. So mm-hmm. I, I guess that's kind of the only thing that would worry me too is, is the fact that Oklahoma is, you know, our, our our next game and that could be a little worrisome for where their um like focus might be but um i don't yeah. know I, I, this tech team doesn't really impress me too much they, they haven't really gotten any sort of you know big victories their most impressive win this year is like is it west virginia know. it's probably west virginia so. I mean, they beat him in Morgantown, and we've even said Morgantown is, is not the easiest place to play. Um, but, yeah, I just – I don't know. It's, it's Texas Tech. And and it's kind of like I said, or like we said, with Iowa and Kirk Ferentz, I'm always going to pick Iowa to beat Iowa State until Matt Campbell can prove that, you know, he can beat them. So, same thing with Tech. I'm going to choose 
where I'm going to pick Iowa State. And I, I almost want to pick Iowa State to cover the spread here too, just because they haven't proved to beat Campbell. And they really haven't had many games where they're super close to beating us either. I, I think there's probably been – um, maybe two games out of the past six without checking that maybe it's been a one score game or something, but it, it just hasn't really felt that close. And, and I don't know. I mean, just from watching tech this year, they, they can be good. I feel like they have turnover luck. That's what scares me. I feel like they have turnover luck. And whenever I watch their games, it does, it's not necessarily like they're forcing turnovers, like kind of, but it just, it looks like they're just good at having turnover luck, which it's a terrible analysis, but I don't know. Um, I'm feeling good about this game. Maybe I'm overlooking them, but like I said, hopefully our team is not. So that's my take on Tech. Yeah. You know, obviously, I don't know. I, I, I would say that I usually feel the most confident for probably Tech of like almost all of our conference games just because of Campbell's track record against them. So mm-hmm. – Hopefully, hopefully that's the case here, um, and, and hopefully we'll maybe have a, a stress-free Saturday. I can't even say that with the straight face. Um, it's no, always stressful being a Cyclone fan. Besides last week, which was, I mean, they gave us a stressful first half, but, man, that second half, like after the Milton pass, it was like, all right, like I think we're going to be cruising <laughs> to a victory here. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but felt good. Man, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have much else. Like it, it's not like tech stands out or it is terribly impressive in, in any regards. And this is an Iowa State team that should be able to go into Lubbock and handle them. Um, you know, so hopefully that's the case. Hopefully they're they're locked in and focused and, and just take care of business here and we can stay right in uh, Big 12 title game contention. So, Okay. Well, we shall see what happens. Ten and a half point favorites, Iowa State against Texas Tech this Saturday. It should be a fun one. Um, right. Now final I want to talk predictions. Final score prediction. Okay. Okay. Let's let's see here. Um, thirty-one seventeen. Damn, you were really close to mine. I was going to do thirty-one thirteen. Thirty-one thirteen. Okay. All right. Well, there it is. Iowa State to cover. Um, should we talk a little bit about Hilton Magic? Yes. Yes, we should. Okay. Well, Cyclone basketball is back. Um, what is it? Hilton Magic and the wonderful Wizard of Ots is is the new theme this year. Is is that what you said? I thought that was pretty yeah. clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, mm-hmm. I I am not the originator of that. I definitely saw someone else call him that, but I I like that. It's it's very cool. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, the big issue with Iowa State basketball this year is we already know that the majority of games are going to be on ESPN Plus, and both you and I are protesting ESPN Plus. Um, I don't really want to give them my money, but I also do want to watch Iowa State basketball. Uh, I, I do want to say this, though. I will admit, I don't think basketball season starts until at least December. So, or until regular season football concludes. Let me say that. So right now I'm not, I mean, maybe it's because of like the, the past not, or what do you call it? The past blunders we've had with basketball the past on a couple of years, but I'm just, it's hard to get kind of excited for the season when a, we don't really know uh, a lot of these players 
But I mean, you know, just from the game last night, Gabe Kalshur looks to be, you know, a guy who can score. And Isaiah Brockington looks very fun, very electric. Looks like he can kind of do a lot. Um, but again, this is just from one game against Kennesaw State. So uh, you get the dub by over 10 points. So congrats to Coach Otts and Co. But right now, it's, it's kind of football season. And I'll admit, it's just a little hard for me to get into it right now. Yes. Um, also, a special shout out to Otts. He got his 100th career coaching victory last night. So Ooh, very good that. job. But I, I do agree with the take. I, I, I think it's very hard to transition to basketball right now when you know we are in the heat of the end of regular season, Big 12 football season. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of in that that same boat of, you know, kind of once you get that break in, in December, normally it's like right before Cyhawk kind of, you know, rejuvenates that that basketball passion mm-hmm. um, and so we'll obviously try and keep uh updating here dude i was just looking at the like just all of our games for this season we are on espn plus so goddamn much dude i i like like give me a, an, an I, I think percentage. like at least a third of our games are on espn plus this year uh, like, oh, that's gonna be brutal Dude, I, if I'm really gonna have to pay that shitty service six ninety nine a month, like, do we go ugh. in on it? Are we able to uh, split screens? We'll are any of our listeners that. going to be narcs and and rat us out for this, or, or are we yeah. cool to do this? You guys gonna be cool with us? We're because we're probably gonna share a subscription because we don't want to give all of our money to ESPN Plus. And I suggest people doing that if we, if you can, just just do anything you can to watch Iowa State. And give them as little money as possible because ESPN Plus is the worst product. It is so bad, and, and like it's not even just the the commentators. I mean, that was our biggest issue with the last game. But like it, the the filming, it doesn't even feel professional. It, it literally feels like, yeah, like I said this last time. Like I'm watching an episode of The Office. I hate ESPN Plus, and yeah, it sucks that we're gonna have to deal with them even more for basketball season. If we get a little bit better, then maybe some of our games will pop off there. But uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. Well, hopefully I'm wrong, but I don't think that's going to happen quite yet this year. Yeah, um, I would probably agree with that assessment. You know, I don't have terribly high expectations, especially in a, a first year kind of uh, instilling your culture with uh, Ots and everything. I am very excited for him. I thought that a change definitely needed to be to be made, um, which is kind of how the, the last couple of seasons have gone. So hopefully... You know, we can get a nice rejuvenated Hilton Magic and it can kind of get back to when we were in college. Dude, when we were in college, we had Pete Koiberg. So much fun to watch. He was just, oh it was an electric atmosphere in Hilton. So, um, you know, for the sake of the students there now and obviously the fan base as well, it would it would be beautiful to to get back to some, some more basketball success. So, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. no. ESPN plus we are we're not supporting we're we're protesting we will figure out a way to finagle um watching the games without hopefully giving them too much of our money uh moving forward here but but yeah that's that's something no one at ESPN plus us like don't don't be a narc if you're a narc I'll find you somehow (laughs) yeah you better not narc. Um, I also wanted to say this. Caleb Grill looks great in a Cyclone uniform. Tyrese Hunter is definitely showing flashes of greatness. He can be really good. Um, our transfers and, and Gabe and Isaiah, like I said, I really like them a lot too. Condit just kind of looks like he's picking up where he left off, just a reliable, you know, above the rim threat. But I will say that is what scares me because I don't know if we have much 
uh, you know, you know, many bruisers down low. I think we'll get bodied down low. Ots looks like he's kind of bringing back the hoy ball a little bit where you're just banking on the jump shot, banking on the three. Um, and I mean, you know, we, we were hitting them last night. So if we can do that, then we'll find success. But I really do think that we are going to have constant mismatches down low. Hope I'm wrong, but I mean, you, you have to have someone down low who's just willing to, to kind of do the dirty work. And Isaiah is one of our wing players. He got, I think, a majority of our rebounds. So like I said, Isaiah is going to be fun for us. Um, and, and Condit will, will, will be serviceable, especially as like an above the rim threat. But I really do think we might need to get a little bit um, stronger down low. And again, this is just from one game. So is this an overreaction? Probably, but you know, we'll, we'll see. It, it's, you, you can't have too high of expectations. You gotta be reasonable, especially with someone like Ots coming in um, and having so many new fresh faces on this team. So put your expectations a little bit lower. It's a lot more fun when you set a very low bar and it gets annihilated and we soar above that bar than to say, Hey, I don't know. I think we could get in third place in the big 12. Uh, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. So just, set a nice little attainable bar for you to jump over and, and we'll have a, a nice little cruising and enjoyable basketball season. That's what I'm hoping for. Yes. I, I think all you kind of want here um, going into is just seeing nice continuous improvement throughout the year. And obviously great effort on, on both ends of the floor is, is what you're, you're really hoping for and, and seeing some growth and uh, you know, just, overall better cohesiveness as the season goes on and kind of give that hope for maybe, you know, something, something more substantial the following year. But I mean, this was a team that was literally predicted by the, you know, the big 12 coaches, I believe to get last in the big 12. So if your expectations are as high, they shouldn't be basically is, is what I'm saying. I, I would definitely temper them and just enjoy the ride. Yep. We're, we're in a, a new era here and hopefully it will, it will bring success. Keep in mind, we were the only Power 5 conference team that did not have a conference win last year, as first reported by Outside the Lines. So, you know, the likelihood of us being better than last year, I mean, it's hard to be worse than last year. So that's where we're at right now. Um, also, did you see Iowa State's marching band performance? Uh, I think I think it was for the Texas game. They did like a Pikachu, Pokemon mm -hmm. type of, oh my gosh, our marching band is is oh can i say the best in the country i don't really watch other marching bands but they're i'm most impressed by iowa state and they always do they go viral once a year i mean that's all you're really hoping for as a marching band right just play good music give that college football atmosphere and then boom go viral with a couple acid trip halftime performances with jurassic park the, the space jam one and then pikachu our, our marching band is just so much fun i love how much we invest in our marching band performances it's dope I agree. It was very cool. As someone who who loves Pokemon, still kind of plays it to this day. Um, and it's always always nice to see them getting in the some of the nostalgic, uh, you know, things that a lot of the college students probably enjoy and fans as well. So they do do a good job. They go viral very frequently. That's a great point you made. I I um I don't have any marching band like statistics or top tens or whatever, but I'd probably throw them at least in the top 10 um, as far as mm -hmm. how consistently they uh, blow up on, you know, social media. So. Mm -hmm. And this is still all within our Twitter moment segment. Cause I'm going through our profile right now. Kenny Nwangu, or as the announcer would say, Wong Wo 
Great kick <laughs> return for a touchdown. Welcome to the NFL, Kennedy. That is dope. And Alan Lazard, you know, just proven to be a reliable wide receiver for the Packers. I think he's officially their number two. Uh, you know, Jordan Love's first career uh, touchdown pass was to Lazard at 6'3", ducks under a defender. I don't even know how you do that. Uh, man, the Cyclones in the NFL, David Montgomery is back as well. It's it's so David much Montgomery fun to finally get some Iowa State. Yeah, it is awesome. So congrats to the Cyclones in the NFL. Um, and that is all I got for you today, Newt. What do you have for me? Dude, that's that's all I've got. As always, um, you know, like to thank the listeners for tuning in. We we appreciate your guys' support. Hopefully, um, you're getting some nice, entertaining game breakdowns and previews. We should have a, a pretty big interview um, next week as well, and Mason can go into that more. But as always, um, you know, I, all I got is is roll clones. Mm-hmm. And of course, head on over to BNC, support our boy Ben, give him a shout out, tell him hi, especially from us since we're in different cities. We love Ben. We wish we were able to see him every day, every week at least, but we're not. Um, but yeah, really excited for our interview next week. I've said this a lot lately, and I don't think I've necessarily been lying, but I can say Cyclone Legend here. He is absolutely right, Newt. He's a Cyclone Legend. You can definitely say Cyclone Legend. You could definitely say he is debatably. Oh, man, I, I don't want to give away his position. He is debatably the best at his position in Cyclone history. Kind of like we said with EJ Bibbs, this guy is certainly just right up there. He is a complete stud. I I mean, he was one of the reasons I initially, you know, fell in love with Cyclone football, not just because, you know, I, I had a jersey thrown on me basically at age one, but because he is electric. I, I got to stop talking about him. You guys will see who it is. It's a really fun interview. Uh, we're really excited for it. Um, and yeah, just tune in next week. It'll be a good one. But with that, that's all I have. Head on over to BNC Fieldhouse. Watch the Iowa State game this Saturday. And as always, roll clones. All right, guys. This is producer Liam. It's been a long time. Still working. Still on night shift. Thought I'd introduce a new segment. Uh, Mason and Newt are cool with it. I just jump in for two minutes. Just give a quick spiel about the episode. I just listened to it with you guys as I was editing. And then give my thoughts on where we're at right now with regards to Iowa State Athletics. Alright, starting two minutes now. Texas game. They Newton, Newton Mason hit it on the head. We, we crushed them, horns down. That was electric. That was the most comfortable I had felt watching an Iowa State game. There's always one of those games every single year outside the Kansas game because that's a charity event. Uh... Very, very optimistic heading into the Texas Tech game. This gives me, I know I know Mason Newt say it's kind of giving him West Virginia vibes. This gives me Kansas State vibes. And let me tell you why. Because one year ago, almost exactly today, it's November 11th. It was last year, November 10th. We played Kansas State at Kansas State. The line was 10 and a half, and we came in, and we absolutely destroyed them. We put up a 50-burger. And I anticipate the same thing here. This is this name has 50 burger all over it. 10 and a lot, 10 and a half is a line on both ends. 50 burger, 50 burger, 50 burger. Also, going back to the Texas game, MVP of that game is the band. Our band is so weird. I love it. We we do the weirdest shit every single year. Okay, Iowa State basketball. Iowa State basketball is back, like they said. We had our first game on Tuesday this week, and I'm excited. I'm I'm very happy we're back. I think Oates is 
is the future for now, and I think we have a, we have a solid lineup. I, I'm predicting a little bit above 500 this year for our record, but but stay woke. A little stay woke moment for me. I'm giving Oates. I'm giving Oates a chance. I think everyone else should. Fred Hoiberg just lost his first game at Nebraska. Nebraska fans on Twitter, I used to be one of them. I'm from Omaha. It is hilarious. I highly recommend reading all the replies to Nebraska basketball tweets because those people care so much about the Huskers, and they are the most disappointing, really just the most disappointing college sport team, whether it's basketball or football, in the United States. It's hilarious, and Nebraska fans are so delusional. But, okay, Fred Hoiberg lost their first game. Stay woke. Losing record this season, I think he either resigns or gets fired from Nebraska. And within two or three years, Fred Hoiberg will return and be the head coach of Iowa State. And then he's going to recruit probably George Nier, Monte Morris, Matt Thomas, Shayok, Lindell Wingington. Basically everyone who's in the NBA right now or uh, G League to come back and play and finish out their eligibility, even though I'm pretty sure Niang finished out his eligibility. But we'll break that rule just because we'll say Niang's coming back to Ames. We need it to happen. Please bring Fred Hoiberg back. Give, like I was saying, I'm giving Oates a chance, but I, I just can't deny the the opportunity of having Hoiberg potentially back in Ames. Okay, that's it. That is way over my two minutes. That was more like four or five minutes. But hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Take care. Roll clones.